Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Jesus That's Good News podcast. This is a space where we share the gospel, aka the good news, to anyone who has a vulnerability to pull up a chair at Jesus' table with no reservation needed. Happy fall, y'all. Happy fall. The leaves are changing. It's gorgeous. The air is crisp. God's handiwork. I love it. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And sad. Football season. It's a little bit sad, though, Devin. It is sad because that means that the temperatures is going to keep dropping. I and I can kind of handle that a little bit, but it's just the sunlight. I am just. I yeah. know we sound like broken records, probably. We, <laughs> we talk, do. talked about this last time, but yeah, we took a week off. We had a nice fall mm-hmm. break. Yep. You got to go see Taylor. I did. You know, I got to spend some time in the KY, and. Um, Visiting. You didn't want to go back, did you? Well, it was crazy. So we were at, to Ohio. listen, we were at a coffee shop uh, in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. And I can't remember the name. I want to say it was like Big Jack. Taylor can correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember Sounds for sure. Right. Yeah. So they had the cutest t-shirts. And I was like, I'm going to get me this nice little coffee t-shirt. They had red and blue and green. Mm. I'm not a green person. Mm. And I, and I said, you know what, I should just buy a blue one since, you know, it's kind of like Kentucky colors. I just couldn't pull the trigger. I had to Did go you with, do it? No, I had to go with red for Ohio State. You know, even when it comes to coffee, sh- shame. coffee shop t-shirts, I can't, I can't capitulate. I can't buy the blue. What a shame, Julie. One day maybe you'll convert <laughs> to the good side. Yeah, maybe. Not this year, baby. I think we're number one right now in the nation. So it's very exciting. I'm happy for you. Hey, it's a good time to, happy. to join us over here, cross the Ohio River, um, Dev, be a Buckeye. Definitely won't be doing that. Okay. I'm feeling blessed over here, if you will. This is a little segue into what we're going to be talking about today. And if you walk into your local Hobby Lobby or Michael's or TJ Maxx, yeah. you're going to find a lot of these signs saying stuff like, simply blessed or thankful and blessed. Or hashtag blessed. Blessed beyond measure. Mm, that's a good one. Um, they make for great signs, Devin. I, and they're really pretty. Like the font is very fancy and it's very, is chic even a good word for that? Um, yeah, let's use it. It's a little chic. Kentucky chic. How's that? Even better. Kentucky chic. But I feel like the guy from The Princess Bride, and we talked about this earlier before the podcast, and you don't know what it means, but if you've, for those of you that have seen that movie, The Princess Bride, when Indigo Montoya says, you keep using that word, and I do not think it means what you think it means, that's how I feel about the word blessed. So like in all of these like rap songs and stuff like that, when they're saying how blessed they are. Yeah, I I think it's a great sentiment. But I don't uh-huh. think it means what they think it means. Mm. We use the word blessed a lot. Have you ever, like, had to say the blessing before a meal or something like that? Yeah. 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 I mean, what are you doing when you do that? You're just saying some nice words, right? Praying. Praying, yeah. Usually thanking God for something. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. More of a, a traditional thing, though, I would say, is, you know, saying the blessing. I would agree with that. In in Kentucky, I don't know if you guys are this far along or not. Do you say God bless you or bless you after someone sneezes? 
Of course. You do? So have you ever wondered what that means? No, but now that you're saying that, yes. <laughs> right? It's like something we do all the time. Bless you. Like, why am I, why am I blessing you for your sneeze? Yeah, if you want to get really spiritual, you say, God bless you. So I did a little background on that. There's two reasons why people say God bless you, at least in theory, why they do it. So the first one is, you know, I don't know, like a thousand years ago or something like that. People believed when you sneezed, the soul separated from the body. Oh, wow. I know. And so you say God bless you because they didn't want the devil to snatch up your soul. So when people sneeze like three or four times in a row, it's just like not all of the soul was pulled out. <laughs> That's right. They were up chucking the soul. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit at a time. And then I think the other reason why people started saying bless you was uh, because of the bubonic plague. Do you say boo, mm. boob, bubonic or bubonic? I think it's bubonic. I think it's bubonic. You think? That's how I remember Okay. It. We might have to look this one up. But anyways, during the Great Plague, if someone was sneezing, they said, bless you, because people assumed you were about to die. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you wanted to give them God's blessing. Best of luck with you. Yeah. (laughs) Bless you, and I'm out of here. That's it. You know, sometimes we'll get together with families, or maybe we're catching up with old friends, and we'll talk about how God has blessed us. And I think really what we might be saying there is thank god i haven't suffered as much as these people mm. you know <laughs> like wow it could be a lot worse it could I be blessed. i am blessed i am blessed i think that we have hijacked that word and turned it into a nice sentiment but mm-hmm. i don't think that's what jesus meant when he talked about how we would be blessed when we are part of the kingdom you know yeah i don't want it to come off as like we're saying when you say that it's a it's wrong. Oh gosh, no! But uh, I think it's always done with good intention. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's kind of like the Philippians four thirteen story. How there's so there's so much more to it. It's it's deeper than just saying I'm blessed. I couldn't agree more, Devin. And perhaps by saying this, like people are simply acknowledging that God is like working and moving in their lives, and I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's wonderful if it turns your focus on him a little bit more. But can you actively say that you're feeling blessed when things aren't going well? Mm, That's tough. Yeah, and I think this is where the rubber meets the road. If we go back and we look at the word blessed, especially when Jesus used it in what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Some people call it the greatest sermon ever told. I would agree with that. Um, If you have your Bibles, by the way, you want to follow along. We're in Matthew chapter 5, and you're going to see this word blessed appear over and over and over again. Jesus uses it repetitively, but he uses it in such a way that I think throws his listeners for a bit of a curve. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Devin kind of go over those blessings, if you will, in Matthew chapter 5, and then let's dig into it a little bit more. Okay, so Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. 
Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Man, the word of God for the people of God. I remember hearing that, Devin, as a child, and thinking some of those things sound okay, but I'm not really tracking why some people are blessed when they are persecuted or mourning. And I did a little research, and uh, one author named Jim Forrest, who wrote a book called The Ladder of the Beatitudes, he said, the problem with the word blessed is we really don't have a very good English equivalent for that, Mm. for the word blessed. Um, And he says that blessed actually means, if if we're going to try to encapsulate it, to be blessed means that you're on the path that the creator has for you. Wow, it's interesting to think about. Because Devin, sometimes the path is great and sometimes it's awful. Yeah. And you think you are everything other everything under the sun other than blessed at that moment. That's right. You would never consider yourself like when we were going through everything with mom and, and dealing mm-hmm. with her cancer uh, treatment and things like that. I don't recall us ever saying on the way to Columbus, you know, we're blessed today. Wow. And I agree with this gentleman. He says, you know, when you understand that, what you come to realize is that a blessing to you may look like an affliction to somebody else. Because sometimes the path that God has us on looks a little rough. Mm -hmm. And can you say then, and use that word blessed, in its true and full meaning in those moments. Therein lies the challenge, right? So to be blessed to a lot of people might look like bad news. That's tough to hear. It's more than just the pretty sign at Hobby Lobby. Mm-hmm. But to think about, you know, I think about times where you're kind of at a crossroads in life and you feel down and you feel like nothing's going to go right. It's hard to train your brain to think, oh, wait, like, Maybe I'm on the right path. Yeah. Maybe there's a blessing at the end of this, for lack of a better word. No, I totally agree. Um, that's that's tough. That's tough to do in the moment. Now, looking back, you de- you always see it, you, what what God had in store for you. Um, not always a good thing, but you can always see the other, you're on the other side of it. Yeah, I, I've mentioned Barbara Brown Taylor before, but I saw... A post. I'm going to paraphrase something. I'm glad you mentioned that, Devin. She said um, that there are things that she has learned in the dark that she has never or never could have learned in the light. And she said, yes. that's why we need the dark and the light together. Yes. I agree with that. I think we do need the dark as much as the light. So along those lines, I think this is where Jesus is, is taking us to understand That when we're on this path, if we're blessed, that means to be on the path that he has for us. And sometimes the path is going to be rough. But one of the things I noticed, Devin, when you first started reading that, you said that the crowds gathered in, right, to listen to Jesus. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what Jesus does very quickly is something really a, a great rabbi does is he drew his true followers in a little bit closer is what I, I'm imagining. And you have to remember their mindset. They've been waiting for this amazing Messiah. They've been waiting for this leader. And here's Jesus. He shows up a most unlikely candidate. He shows up on the scene and I think he leans into them and he says, listen, guys, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. This is what it's all about. Mm. And he starts with the whopper, the very first one, which is blessed are those that are poor in spirit. And it's interesting. He uses a word there called, it's really fun to say, patohos. 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 Sounds like a Sounds like I'm calling somebody something bad. I know. It's it's a cross between like that, like a a, a shady lady and a potato chip. <laughs> I don't know which. <laughs> Potohos. But okay, so here's what here's what the disciples would have done, Devin. They would have said, What did he just say? Did he say Potohos? And Potohos is really an interesting word. Potohos is more than someone who is just poor. We're talking about someone who is completely destitute, who has absolutely nothing, has no material wealth, someone who has uh, probably no relationships, someone who is utterly and totally downcast, someone who may be finding themselves hidden in the corners of a town, uh, kind of like almost in hiding, people who have hit rock bottom, Patohos, mm-hmm. and Jesus says that theirs is the kingdom of heaven, that they are blessed. You are absolutely blessed when you have hit rock bottom. You're not seeing that printed on shirts. No, it's not going to make a, it's not, that's not a bestseller at Hobby Lobby, right? Yeah. Rock bottom doesn't sell. <laughs> no. It, and how often would you associate rock bottom with blessed? Never. And so I think if I'm sitting in the crowd and I'm listening to this, I'm looking at Jesus like, are you kidding me? You're like, this is a joke, right? Hmm. This is not what you're talking about. Like, you cannot be talking about being blessed at rock bottom. And yet Jesus says, this is the kingdom of God. This is who my kingdom is earmarked by. People who are so desperate and so broken that they don't even have the power to even lift up their heads. They don't even have the energy to help themselves unless God intervenes. And he says, you're blessed when you're that poor in spirit. And I think he said this one first, because if you don't understand this one, I don't know that you can live out the other ones. Do you think everybody there was like, wait, I want to be poor in spirit? Well, I mean, whoever says they want to be poor in spirit, no one really voluntarily says, I want to go and hit rock bottom. Yeah. I think all of us, though. Anything you're doing, everything to not do that. I know, right? Any self-help book, anything that you can't, like, Mm -hmm. either you deny that you have a problem Or you try to fix yourself yourself. That was me. We've talked about this before, but Devin, it's because of what you went through that so much of this was born. The podcast, our Bible studies, um, and even just all of us growing closer in relationship. Can you see how that is interconnected with the hitting of the rock bottom to being blessed? 100%. Because if that never happened for me, we wouldn't be here today. Not just doing the podcast, but I would be my old self who I would never go back to that person. I didn't like who I was. I didn't like 
where I was, um, how I viewed myself. I didn't like any of that. I didn't feel quote blessed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, on the outside, I tried to make it appear that way and it did quite the opposite. You did a really good job by the way, because I mean, think about, and I'm not, you guys, if you're listening to this and, and if you don't know Devin very well, I, I'm not, and I'm not making a joke about this. It's not like she was living some kind of split self kind of life. Like she was one person in public and one person behind the scenes. I, you know, Jody and I just fell in love with you and Katie and we adored you. And, and the more we got to know you, the more we loved you. But what we didn't realize Mm. is that there was so much more below the surface. Yeah. A lot of people didn't see that. Yeah. So to your point, I did everything I could to not hit rock bottom. I'm an Enneagram eight, if anybody else out there is. And, um, I don't ask for help. Mm. Uh, I try to figure it out on my own. I try to be strong, but it took getting to rock bottom. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I always go back to this. Blessed are those who are at the ends of their rope, because when there's less of me, there is more of Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And I had, I, I was filled up with too much pride, too much ego, too much want to even allow God into my life for him to truly work in my life. And I had to hit rock bottom and let go of everything that was inside of me to let him in, to change my life. And for you, like when you hit rock bottom, I mean, I was there. um, I got the phone call and -hmm. it was a place of, I'm trying, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Would you call it a place of despair? um, 100%. Hopelessness. Yes, um, all yeah. the above. And so, and the reason I say that is not to make you feel, <laughs> like not to make you recall bad feelings and to make you relive that, but what what I want to, again, equate is the fact that in that moment, I never once heard you say, man, I'm really blessed right now, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> As I wiped away all my tears. Julie, you know what? I think I'm good here. Yeah, I'm blessed, I'm blessed right? <laughs> But no, when we look, but when we look at it from that perspective of, are you blessed mm-hmm. if you're on the path that God intends you to be on? Mm-hmm. Then yeah, in that moment you were really blessed. Yeah, I took a right hand turn into that path. It's interesting. You mentioned the word. Um, did you mention the word humility? I thought you did just a minute ago. <laughs> if not, I'm going to bring it up. I mean, well, I, I talked about having letting go of everything, and I think you mentioned pride in there. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that the Beatitudes and, and this understanding of being blessed and being on the path God is calling us to, it, it's a call to humility. It's a call for all of us to kind of let go of that pride yep. and understand that, you know, we entered this world naked with nothing. Now, when Taylor came out of the womb, she was driving a vet. But, yeah, no, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. and she had the shades on. <laughs> You know, she was looking really dapper at weighing in she at eight cool pounds, baby. eight pounds, nine ounces of cool just coming right out of the womb. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm, but I'm joking, of course. Right. But a peculiar thing happens as we grow older. We we start to accumulate things and our personalities begin to develop and we, and we start to think for ourselves. And, and I think we start to think that we don't need God and, and mm. we put on those masks like I think mm-hmm. you wore a mask, Devin, mm-hmm. but you didn't mean to. I think you wanted to portray to everybody else that everything was great when deep down you were really hurting. Mm-hmm. But we all do this. 
Mm-hmm. All of us wear the masks and we try to convince ourselves and others that the last thing that I am is poor in spirit because actually I'm totally rocking. Devin, I'm rocking 55 right now. <laughs> Just rocking Yes, you it. are. Double nickels, 55. <laughs> and I think Jesus is over here saying, hello, you know, can you fit me into your life somewhere? Mm-hmm. I need you to be a little more poor in spirit, mm-hmm. right? So that I can kind of come in. Because what I have found, Devin, is like when I'm full of myself, I really don't have much room for God to squeeze him in. Agreed. And it sucks that it, it takes us to get to that point where I wish that we it was more in our nature or more of a habit for us to worship him in all seasons of our life. Mm. But I feel like just human nature, when things are going great, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I got everything I want. I got the job. I got the house. I got the wife. I got, you know, anything that you could ever want. I'm blessed. I'm good. But it's, it's like Philippians 4.13. Are you content Mm. when all of that is ripped away from you? Yeah. Do you still call yourself blessed and all that? Yeah. I think it's really hard to be blessed when you're full of yourself. And what I mean by that it's hard for me to be on the path that God intends when I'm full of myself. This isn't in our notes. And I'm trying to think of who came up with, um, I can't remember if it was Pascal. I don't think it was, but someone came up with this idea of a notion called horror vacui. Have you ever heard of this? No, it also sounds like another dirty name you're calling somebody. (laughs) It does. Um, It's a scientific term. I see a trend here. You do. Okay. Which, which says nature abhors a vacuum. (laughs) You're taking that the wrong way. What it means is this. You love to go to the beach, right? Favorite place. I know. So let's say you're in the sand and you reach down and you take your hand and you dig into the sand and you kind of take a a scoop of sand out and it leaves like a little bit of a hole. Hmm. The next time the tide comes in, is it going to skip over that hole or is it going to fill it in? Fill it. It'll fill it, right? Nature abhors. Nature hates a vacuum. Hmm. What I think about is when I empty myself, that's the only way that God could come in and fill that empty space. It's going to be filled in with something. Yeah. And that's why Jesus is saying you're blessed when you're poor in spirit. When you have emptied yourself out, I can now come in and direct you in the path the way that you should go. That's when you're blessed. Less of me, more of you. Yeah. Nature abhors a vacuum. God comes in and fills the empty spaces. If we let him. you allow him to. Exactly. Oh my gosh. We just had a twin moment. We said something (laughs) at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, I think being blessed is a call to humility. There's a parable in Luke chapter 18. And I don't think that Jesus was telling this story um, as something that could happen. I think Jesus is telling a story here that he actually witnesses. And it's so good. I, when we talk about humility, I want us to kind of wrap our, our minds and our hearts around what we mean by that and how it ties into being blessed. Devin, do you have Luke 18 in front of you? Do you mind reading that for me? I sure do. It's the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Wait, in the Julian Devin version of that scripture, it would be the parable of the asshat and the tax collector. <laughs> That's a shout out to my coworker Tammy. There we go. She knows what I'm talking it. about. Yep. I love it. All right. To some who are confident of their own righteousness and look down on everyone else, 
Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one an asshat and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people. Those robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Oh, notice the irony of Jesus's comment there at the very end. It's a lovely, lovely irony. We, we talk about this a lot, about the upside-down theology. What ends up disqualifying us from Christ is thinking that we're qualified. Yeah, it's so true. I, I do everything right. I do everything in this Christian life right. Um, but do you? And Jesus is like, I don't care. You're so full yeah. of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're so full of everything. So full. I can't even squeeze in there. So yeah, when you think that you're more than qualified, Jesus is like, that's not my kingdom. No, I don't want that. When you look at the qualified person in this story, who is the Pharisee, he thinks he's religious by all that he does. And and what I, oh man, I, I can't hardly, I get angry when I think about this. And, and he makes a quick comparison. At least I'm not like this guy. Yeah. At least I'm not like the tax collector. Yeah. Look at everything I do. You know, I tithe a tenth of all mm. I get and I fast and, and I do all these things perfectly. But I, I have to hold up a mirror to myself a little bit, Devin. I don't know. I, I think I do this. I say, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like, you know, so-and-so. I thank you that I'm not like Devin. <laughs> yeah. What a real ass hat <laughs> There are a lot of ways I could describe you, but that's not one of them. But no, we do this all the time. You know, I thank God I'm not like my neighbor or my boss or those people at Walmart. Mm. Mm. I think this, this little story is tough because I see myself in the Pharisee. Comparing yourself to others. Yeah. Putting yourself above others. And I think Jesus is just straight out saying, you know what, this kind of pride It's not one of our family traits. Mm. What marks my family is brokenness, is being poor in spirit. And I mean, look at that, you know, look at the guy beating his breast. My friends, Mm -hmm. like if you ever reach a point where you don't know what to pray, pray what the poor tax collector did right there. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Yeah. Broken in spirit. So when we start learning about what it means to be on this path of Jesus, that that means we are blessed when we're on that path. We start recognizing there's some upside down traits in the kingdom and that success in this world may just be more of a barrier to God. And at the same time, Devin, when I think about your journey, perhaps your rock bottom was the very path that led you to having more of Jesus. There's no doubt about it. Um, You know what the world calls, quote, failure. That's what Jesus calls success. So which ladder are we climbing? What if the way up to God is to go down a different ladder? Hmm. If 
you know, it may not take away your feelings and your frustration and your sadness, whatever you're going through. We're not saying that, you know, your emotions are going to be erased, but maybe while you're down there, you can be comforted in the fact that that's where Jesus wants you and that you're going to be loved there Mm. and supported there. You're not alone there. So again, I think I have to echo what Barbara Brown Taylor said that I have learned and been blessed just as much in the dark as I have been in the light. There's beauty from ashes there. Always. Turns out not to be such a terrible place if you think about it like that. How does that phrase always end up popping up in our podcast, by the way? Yeah. It's the upside, but it's, it's the upside down kingdom. It's Jesus taking something that's ugly and making it beautiful, you know, and And it's just, it shows, I mean, it's, it's proven that that's where that happens. That's where the goodness takes place. I remember probably 15 years ago, Devin, I was um, working a funeral for a lady who had died of breast cancer and she was fairly young and she had two, two young boys, um, one of them special needs. It, It was a devastating time to watch her fight this battle and then lose this battle. Unbeknownst to me, I did not realize that um, the lady had a twin sister. And of course, that piqued my interest because I have a twin and there's like a strange camaraderie that you feel. But it also put me in mind of how would I feel if I lost my twin sister. Mm. So I was at this funeral and there are, I've been to some funerals and I've officiated some funerals where there's a lot of rejoicing. At our mom's funeral, there was so much laughter. There were tears, but there was a lot of laughter and great conversation. But I got to tell you, this funeral was, it was just devastating. We, there was a heaviness in that room. And I'll never forget, uh, the lady who had passed away wanted some worship music played. And her sister was seated at the very front of the church. The worship music starts and everyone is seated and, and you can hear the crying and everything. And, and it's just such an emotional time. And all of a sudden I see movement. And in the very front row, the twin sister stands up and raises her hands upward to God and starts worshiping. Hmm. I, was, I was flabbergasted that in, her, in, this, in this dark place, in this time of deep grief, she had... I don't even know what you call it, the wherewithal. She had this, she had such love and recognition of God and all of him that she stood up to worship him in the midst of this, of this time. And I would say that that woman would describe herself as blessed, even in that desperate time. It's amazing. Things weren't great for her. She had hit a rock bottom. And yet I think she would say, but I'm still on the path that God has called me to be on. And part of that path is honoring my sister with my presence here today. Hmm. So my friends, yes, sometimes being blessed means more than just having an accumulation of goods or even good luck. It's understanding that you are being obedient to the path and the call that God has placed on your life. And yes, you will have dark times. I mean, Devin, I... I don't think we can promise anyone that there won't be difficulty. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Yes, and that's the good news. Amen.
he, if you are, are remaining on the path that he has called you to be on, you will be blessed. And that path will be rocky and some days it will be smooth. But our encouragement, my friends, is for you to stay on the path, to hear his voice, to empty yourself, to let yourself be guided by more than just your own strength and more than just your own wisdom, but to be guided by a love that is greater than anything you could ever know. Amen. And may it be so. That was beautiful, Julie. Oh, thanks. It's hard. You know, being blessed, I guess, is kind of hard sometimes. It is hard, especially when you're the Bengals, you know? (laughs) They are not blessed. I will go there. Empty yourselves, Bengals, and let the power (laughs) of the Holy Spirit come in. Because the money ain't cutting it. No, it's, it's not working. Well, hopefully this Sunday will be a little bit different. Julie, I'm going to pull out all of my blessed signs and just put them in the living room. Put them everywhere. Mm -hmm. The Bengals game. Yeah. Hopefully that'll help a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to work. As always, check out the Facebook page. Julie does an amazing job posting um, uplifting messages, songs, um, prayer requests, all the good stuff there. So on behalf of Julie and myself, here's to the good news. May we be it. May we seek it. May we spread it. So pull up a seat. There's no reservation needed. Be well, friends. You should have said be blessed, friends. (laughs) Yeah, cute, cute.